Hello and welcome. I'm Daryl. And I'm Justin. This is the podcast, What's Your Game? by GameSwap Shop UK. We've created this podcast to get to know the members behind the amazing GSS UK community by asking them 10 questions about their gaming past, present and future. And today's guest is Chris Griffiths. He was a nice guy, nice guest. Loves his retro games. Loves a good soundtrack. Really lovely guy. Uh, it was a pleasure having him on. Uh, hope all the listeners enjoy listening to him. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Here's Chris. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Uh, really well, yeah. Um, been, up to, uh, been up to much today? Had a good day? Uh, it's been a busy day. I've uh, been working all day, uh, working in a leisure centre. So uh, it's with uh, kids clubs and everything like that. It's pretty, pretty hectic. Whereabouts are you from in the UK? Uh, so I'm from a small town called Shrewsbury. So yeah, weirdly enough, no one seems to know about it that well. So usually like if someone goes, oh, don't know Shrewsbury. It's like, oh, okay, well, we're about an hour away from Birmingham-ish. It's probably the easiest way to say sometimes. See, like, I mean, I've heard of it. I couldn't I couldn't place it on a map though. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know if it's an hour south, hour north. I've got no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, West Midlands will go. Uh, it's probably just the easiest way to say. Oh, West Midlands. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I see. Oh, okay, nice. Well, yeah. Well, thank you again for like uh, joining us. It's uh, really nice of you to take uh, some time out. Um, basically, the the idea of the podcast is, you know, you're a GameSwap Shop UK member, and we love the community, and we just want to get to know the members a bit more personally, really. So we've, me and Justin, we've come up with ten questions, so uh, we can try and get to know you a bit more, if that's all right. Is what is your first gaming memory? Um, so I was thinking about this the other day while listening to uh, Mike's podcast, and it's very similar to his, um, but it's Alex the Kids as well as uh, Sonic the Hedgehog um, no. on the set on the Sega Master System, and just the simplicity of the games. Uh, you look at it now, and you look at it to what the games are. It's just, they are simple, but they're so effective. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyone who hasn't played Alex the Kids, it's, uh, I think it's just they've just bought a new version out on the Switch, but. It was such a such a cool game where you kind of beat your bosses at the end by playing rock paper scissors, and so you kind of think how you know how does this actually work? But it just adds the kind of the, the the jumping around, dodging stuff while adding something so quirky as to play rock paper scissors. I think that's going to be a lot of people's first gaming memories. Sonic is so burnt into people's minds, uh, as, especially as a young kid playing it. But yeah uh awesome yeah yeah it's 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 good and do do you know what they don't they don't make them like that anymore i prefer to keep to the 2d as well like um the first sonic i remember playing it with my mum and my brother and you're thinking you know you get frustrated i can remember the game labyrinth uh not labyrinth the level labyrinth i think that's the most stressful level you could ever get but it's it's, (laughs) but it was again it was just so it's so simple and so easy like yeah. you do it now it's all about timing but back then he's getting frustrated left right and center and this is even at a young age before even gaming comes serious but <laughs> it's a yeah. great man great game what was your favorite multiplayer game so this this one um this one kind of hurts a little bit because uh there's two there's so many and it like growing up I kind of was blessed with a few different group of friends and family so with my, I've had a brother. Well, have have a brother. Sorry, who's three years older than me. And uh, so for us growing up, it was a bit of FIFA, um, wrestling games. So uh, on the PlayStation One, uh, WWF Warzone, um, yeah. Attitudes. Then going on to the N sixty four, which to be fair, still to this day is one of my favorite consoles. Um, WWF. No mercy and but WrestleMania 2000 first. Yeah, um, amazing. I mean, I'd love to play them like uh, even if they just brought them back onto the Switch or something. But I mean, the graphics are bad now. But you had so much, <laughs> you had so much fun playing those games. Um, yeah. The fact you know the, the creator wrestler was a lot of fun. Um, but it, it kind of set up the franchise as well. Um, again, listening to Mike the other day, but going on to the PlayStation and SmackDown one and two and. Uh, I went to NQ64 in um, Birmingham about a week, uh, no, about a month ago. And uh, they had a chipped PlayStation. And I just remember them. They, the guys were playing SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. 
So first thing I did was to set the videos for my brothers. Like, oh my god, this is like this is the memories, and it's a pixelated kind of rock coming down. And thinking, wow, he looks shit. <laughs> so, so what he is now, but um, yeah. oh, so yeah, so it was so real in our heads though at the time, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was. It was you know, that's the realest thing you get into wrestling on a game. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was great. But then. For me, the N64, the memories playing uh, Goldeneye, and, uh, and I'll do one better. This is going to sound very controversial, but Perfect Dark, for me, I thought was better than Goldeneye. Obviously, yeah, it had some yeah. of the levels, but we played so many times. Me, um, a friend, Trigger, Damien, uh, another guy called Chris. We'd be there for hours, just four player, four controllers. How it should, you know, how gaming was back in the day of you're sitting in the room, the controllers in the ports, and you just you get lost in the game. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays it's, you know, you're sitting on sitting on the sofa, on a chair, playing with someone on a headset. Um, it's, it's not quite yeah. the same. But... It's not the same. No, it isn't the same. Uh, I mean, and, and I don't think that's just not, you know, you know, coming through, you know, rose tinted glasses. It's not it's not nostalgia. It's play, playing with somebody, playing a multiple, uh, playing a game with somebody next to you, you know, on a console. Especially um, really good multiplayer games, as you said, Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, all all of these amazing games. Yeah, I mean, uh, as good as online games get, I don't think it's ever gonna beat that experience. Oh no, not at all. Especially like we we used to go to it'd be whoever had the best console. Like you go to your friend's house and it'd be like, oh, mum, can I stay over at so and so's? You know, yeah. because they had the console, and you're like. Um, you know, one guy, uh, he had time splitters two for the first time. We, me and my brother, we didn't have it straight away. And what, you know, I think Goldeneye and Perfect Dark kind of led up to that being such a great shooting game. Yeah. And it was, you know, that would be what it is. Like, oh, this guy's got it. You know, can I stay on this? Please, please, please. I'll go on then. And you'd be up all night snacking on the worst sugary snacks ever. <laughs> Maybe a pot noodle and just literally blasting uh, like time splitters too. You get lost and yeah. it's so late in the night. But a brilliant answer, absolute classics. What What would your favourite be though out of all of those? You had to pick. Them. <sighs> Do you know what? I'm gonna have to say Perfect Dark. Um, I think they all hold a certain value in their own right. But I think for Perfect Dark, they, they kind of revolutionised like just the weapons. So I remember playing the multiplayer game there's there was a gun called the laptop i don't know if you remember remember if you played it and you'd literally throw it against a wall and it stick to the wall but you could also use it as a machine gun and <laughs> and it, it, it would really wind you up because you think you're safe and then all of a sudden no bam you're done or you had this uh, a trace rocket launcher you fire it and you get to control the rockets going through weaving through the map and you think okay all right <laughs> bring your a game who was it made by was it it was it, made was by it? rare yeah, um, I thought it was rare. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a shame. They really need to bring that franchise back. Well, they, they did, didn't they? Uh, briefly oh, did they? on the Xbox 360, but it's Perfect Dark Zero, but just didn't hold the same kind of value, I think, than yeah. that, what the original Perfect Dark did. I'm not sure if they kind of, what happened, but they just kind of changed their ways. I mean, you look at like the Banjo Kazooie's, people are still crying out for that game to be remade, brought onto the Switch, or. Yeah even on the xbox i mean that's never going to happen because i think that's not where rare's going to go but i mean the fact that they brought banjo into smash brothers is something but um yeah definitely don't make a game like that anymore but no no definitely not oh well yeah great answer um so the next question is so in in your opinion what's the most underrated video game i'm a massive rpg fan i'm going to go with final fantasy crystal chronicles and the, re the reason being it i mean the reviews that originally it's kind of like how it's it's different to every other Final Fantasy game. That uh, I'm a massive RPG fan, but again, it kind of I think the reason why I like it so much is because they kind of stripped it back a bit, made the battling a little bit easier for guys who are new to the system. Um, the graphics were a little bit cuter, so I'd say similar to Final Fantasy Nine, um, which is one of the best Final Fantasy games for me. Um, well, there's a few. Um, but um, just just the fact again, if you were to play with your friends, it wasn't as simple as uh, playing a controller. You had to have a Game Boy Advance, and you had to um, you had your link cable that you'd have to put into the GameCube, and that would be your control. It's something original, where it's, it's, again it was something different, and I kind of like the fact that games take different kind of risks and different approaches to games. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I think that was probably one of the only games that actually probably did that in that way of using the Game Boy Advance because they did have a game come out for that as well. But yeah, uh, for me, I loved it. And the fact they've re- they remastered it and brought it out on consoles, um, something I've been wanting for a long time. Just, you know, the nostalgia, you know, we can talk about all these new games coming, but actually every game that you've played growing up holds that sentimental value where you'd probably go back to that, the more of a modern kind of game at times. So you can get it on the Switch, is that is that right then? Yeah, so it's not a physical copy though, it's only a download version. So I think oh, okay. it's, the, it's the same for PlayStation uh, as well, so it is downloads. As far as I'm aware, there isn't a physical release. It's a definite recommendation. <laughs> Um, for, for me, it is. But again, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I suppose it always, you know, it depends on the genre. But for me, it was different. Um, and for someone who's new to kind of RPGs, because sometimes they can be a bit, especially the older ones, can be a bit overwhelming. Or if you look at like the, it's a lot of time and a lot of concentration to come in through. And I think, you know, with this game, it's, you know, it's like a set path. So you can kind of just plod along as you go through, really. Yeah, nice. What game do you think should be a movie and what movie do you think should be a game? It's a two-part question. <laughs> so uh, for the first, for, for uh, games that should be into a film, uh, I've got three, and all nice. two, two similar, uh, one uh, very different. Uh, being, I'm a massive Destiny fan. There's so much capability of that being a film franchise or even a TV series. I don't know if you guys have played Destiny before, but the you know the journey that the game's gone on for the last seven years from Destiny One to Destiny Two has been great. You kind of you kind of get absorbed into it as well. You know the amount of DLC they're not just selling on a base story; they're always adding on to it. And the fact you know you could that you're your own guardian at the start of the game, and you know anyone could be that guardian um, if they were to make that into a film. Sounds good, Justin. Have you played it? No, is it a, a shooter game? Um, so it's a first-person shooter, um, but like, some, it depends. Like sometimes on the weapons that you use. So like, if you go use a sword, um, or if you're driving around in a sparrow, you go into a third-person mode. Okay. But it's kind of a, a lot of stuff. Like it's a lot of set quests that you can do. Um, so some are short, short little patrol missions. Some of them are big quests that go to the story. But they do now. Like every season pass. So every three months, this one's going to be six. Um, there's new story added onto it to kind of make the money worth the value. So new, new gear, new weapons, new story, new kind of uh, challenges to do as well. And it's also because so you've got two different variations. You can either just stick to PVE or you can go PVP as well. So it's kind of nice to have both options to cater for kind of people. Yeah, oh, that's nice. It's nice when the game keeps updating the content. Yeah, I think I think it's ne- with Destiny it's needed as well, and they, they just released two days ago the um, the next uh, plan for the next three years of DLC as well. So this so the game for Destiny two they're expanding it to at least it'll be seven years just for one game, which you don't get that very often. No, that's really the model FIFA should go down. I think so as well, um, but you know a lot of people it's all about the money nowadays, and um, although the, you know you have to pay for the DLC, but you know you do get your money's worth. You know when they're investing into a game that much. Yeah. So that's why I think it will make a great film because the possibilities for me are endless. You know, you look at it, um, and it kind of ties into the second one, which would be Halo. I think if everyone, everyone who's been a Halo fan, you know, I think everyone's been crying out for some sort of proper Halo movie. Halo being one of them, and the second one being Fable. Um, Fable, Fable, one of my favourite games of all time, which we'll tie into later on, but, you know, it's such a great game. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of money for two games, but, you know, you get, again, if you you get lost in in what you can do with that game. um, Of course, yeah. uh, That's why they have the exclusive rights, you know, just like PlayStation with certain games as well. It makes you want to go and spend that dollar on on those consoles well well justin bought justin bought a nintendo switch solely for breath of the wild didn't you yeah and what a a game that is you know um fantastic game yeah fully justifies the console for me it was this i've always been a play um i've always been nintendo fan but for years playstation's been the way for me but with the switch i just get you just get lost in it and um you know the games that are right it's just endless yeah, um, it's just fun, isn't it? The Nintendo Switch is just like it's just 
it's just pure it's it's like it's just going back to the essence of gaming i think um it's, 100% i think covid's really helped with it as well cuz i can remember oh, during, during covid they um i think they were struggling to actually uh, get consoles weren't they especially for they the were. switch yeah um and you know by it's one of the most successful uh, nintendo consoles and for a reason the fact that i love the fact you can just dock it and play it play it on your tv but then say if you've got a partner who wants to watch a tv okay we'll just take it out and just you know just play your switch fantastic yeah. um yeah. And you it's know exactly so what what other <laughs> console can you can say that can do that yeah yeah i do absolutely love it yeah so yeah, some great answers for um, uh, games that should be movies. So what about uh, moving on to some movies that should be games? So it's kind of got answers a few months ago. Um, I'm a massive Avatar fan, and uh, they release a trailer for Avatar coming out as a game. Um, okay, for next gen. I believe it is next gen, yeah, which uh, obviously means we're going to have to get a PS5 or uh, if you can get your hands on one or the new Xbox. Yeah. But you look, you look at the film. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it visually. Yes, yeah. Absolutely yeah. beautiful film. Um, yeah. And I just I love the creativity, the creatures, the world itself uh, for Pandora. Yeah. But again, the fact there's five films being made. So you're looking at this in a game, possibly a gaming franchise as a whole as well. It's not just going to be um, a yeah. one game deal. Um, so nice. I think for, for me, as a one, it's, it's in my top ten favorite films, uh, which I'm probably a lot of people are like. What the hell are you talking about? But for me, no, no, it's, no, like, it's always a, it's always a go to film, and it's yeah. uh, gr- it's great. Did, did, did you see it originally at the cinema in in 3D? So I went in 3D, and then I went back and watched it on the collector's edition. So I think they went they did a because there's three different ones. So it's like a eight, fourteen, and like I think like an eighteen minute extra, but it just adds little things in. Um, yeah. but yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, you know, is just how cool it looks. I was there straight away. Um, yeah. it does lend itself to a video game so, so easily. I mean, like graphically, I mean, I'm, I'd imagine you could probably make something absolutely stunning, especially with what they have now with the engines and stuff that they've, with, and, you know, it's yeah, it'd be absolutely brilliant game, especially if you've got a half decent sized world that you can, you know, you know, go around. Sure, sure, it's going to be no. No flight simulator 2020. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just hoping that somehow James Cameron has a part to play in it as well because he's an amazing director. So hopefully he yeah. lends part to the gaming side of the story as well. Definitely, um, definitely. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah. I mean, like he must be the budget for all of these. So is it five? It's, it's not going to be five total movies. Is it? Is it four new movies or is it? Or is it actually? Um, gonna, I, I believe it is. I believe it is five films in total. So, okay, um, so the reason why it's been such four. a big gap is because they're doing all the other films so close together. I see. So the budget for, for all of those four is, is going to that's going to be close to probably a billion dollars isn't it it's gotta be yeah because like to make one it's 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 at least a quarter a quarter of a um, a, at least a quarter of a billion these days yeah isn't it For i mean they got so- them they got their money i mean it's one of the highest gross films ever made so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that, i mean if you've got cameron at the helm you know <laughs> uh he's uh you know he's gonna do it he's gonna do a good good job that's what you know that's what he's yeah definitely but, yeah uh, so uh, moving on to the next question is uh, what game are you currently playing? Um, bit of a bit of a few at the moment. Uh, it all depends on the mood, how tired I am, work. Um, yeah. So do, do you know what? This answer is very similar to Mike's. So one game I do go keep going back to on the Switch at the moment is Kingdom Heart Melodies. Um, okay. So he was obviously he was playing. He was saying about on his 3DS he was playing Final Fantasy, um, the um, rhythm game. So Kingdom yeah. Hearts is a this one is a rhythm game as well, and so I just get lost just playing that for hours. I think I've spent about forty hours on the game. Okay, um, wow. I completed the game really, really quickly. The, and it's obviously based on the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Then, and then, and then, um, Mike's was a just fully Final Fantasy, but it's the same. It's the same sort of game, uh, rhythm based. Yeah, d- yeah. So um, it's you know it's you, you, you've got each song has. Um, We'll have a different length, but pretty much as you're going through, you've got three, uh, four buttons that you'll use, and every time you hit the button, you'll kind of hit one of the uh, the creatures going through, um, and it kind of goes through all the Kingdom Heart franchises, even the ones uh, that were on the 
uh, 3DS, um, as well as nice. PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation 2, 3, and 4 as well. Okay. And that's Switch exclusive, is it? It's not. So it got released on all consoles. Um, okay. Nice. But I got it just for the Switch, just, just for the um, accessibility, really. And just the fact, you know, um, again, to play it anywhere. And I want a Kingdom Heart game on the Switch, but it's never going to happen. So that was the closest thing that's going to uh, cure the itch for that, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. But um, Destiny 2, um, dip and drab out of that. And especially after the uh, the release that they bought out two days ago for the new season pass and leading up to DLC in February kind of got me really hyped for the next uh, year, year of the game. So, um, yeah, I'd say that. And then... There's the SNES uh, classics on the Switch, so uh, two still arguably the best um, Super Mario games of all time for me. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Three and Super Mario World. Yeah. Um, again, no matter how many times you play it, it doesn't get old. Um, no, no. And... I recently, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Chris, but no, I recently found out that um, Super Mario World um, outsold. Um, it, it was the, it was obviously the number one. Um, uh, game for the um, SNES, um, but it uh, but uh, the second game, um, it basically Mario World outsold it by twice as much. So I think Mario uh, Super Mario World uh, um, sold like twenty million copies, and then um, the second best selling game, which I believe was another Mario, um, uh, sold ten million. So... It's, it's, it's mad, and you look how old uh, Super Mario World is as well. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> It's ridiculous when you look at the numbers, but if you play, if you know anyone who still who has a Switch, highly recommend playing those games because even though I mean this, we're talking about um, nearly 20, 25, 30 years these yeah. games have been made, and they still hold up so well. Um, yeah. And it just goes to show you don't have to make a game complicated, make it three D as right. basic as those games. I mean. That, that, that some of the levels are still frustrating, you know, trying to find secret keys or a secret entrance to uh, another level. It's like, do you know what? Yeah, it, it, the games make you think, and but they're enjoyable as well. Um, what game are you going to play next? Uh, Met Metroid Dreads uh, coming out on Switch. Okay. Um, I'm a massive fan of the series. Um, so, I've been, again, I've been holding out for uh, Metroid uh, for or Metroid's the trilogy to be re-released, re um, so it kind of cures again cures that little itch. But um, again, they've gone back to the roots of the um, like two D Metro Metroidvania kind of game, um, yeah. and I think the last the last great game they made was uh, Fusion. So it's uh, pretty exciting, and the trailer they showed for it uh, not so long ago looks looked amazing. Um, so when was Fusion released? <laughs> this, this this was years ago, um, yeah. years and years ago. Um, and that was the last Metroid game. Uh, I think they may have done one that was uh, Metroid Federations or something like that. Might have been another one, but I think that was more like a um, like a Metroid Prime, but it's more like a first person kind of shooter kind of form. Um, but yeah, the, this one does look really good. Um, I, again, uh, Metroid Vania games are amazing i mean a lot i like how some of the games nowadays have you know have really taken the essence of those of, of that style like hollow knight uh ori two fantastic yeah. games and you yeah. know all started from castlevania metroids um which again stand what well, again one of the best one of the best metroids on which was on the snes um so yeah yeah i've seen i've seen the reviews of um stuff like shovel knight and it's it, it's always a always above 90 percent people absolutely love love it and um yeah uh that sort of style of game the retro games i think they're they're going to be here for a, a long time because it is it is just about gameplay you can have a you can have an absolutely amazing graphic game but if it if it, if it handles like crap you know you don't you don't want to play it but you can as you said you can play a game that's 30 years old if it handles well you know you're going to love it it's just, that's what it's about well, this is it, and I think sometimes games try too hard. Um, uh, try, they, they want to make it stand out, but sometimes it's actually just strip it back and just keep it basic. You'll get yeah. guys, you'll, you'll get guys playing it. You know, for me, I'm sold on the story. Um, two things: story and a good soundtrack. 
that you kind of get just oh, locked yeah. into in a game. And, you know, a soundtracks makes a game so much better. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. People underestimate the importance of a good soundtrack. They do. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, that's why I love the Final Fantasy games because you get story and the music's, you know, is, is bang on. It's great. Um, yeah. Again, just get lost in it, really. Again, it's simplistic, but it doesn't always have to be complicated and fancy. No, no. Excellent. Well, the next question is a little bit contradictory with what we've just been saying because we've been saying <laughs> how, how good old kind of games console, uh, uh, um, you know, some games are and, and they don't need to be touched, which is the case for a lot of games. But if you could remaster any game to current console, uh, what would it be? Um, yeah, it was a hard question. Um, for me, at the moment, I mean, you look at a remaster and you look at a remake, um, I mean, we'll use the Final Fantasy VII, which had the remake completely overhaul graphics. But then you look at what they did with Final Fantasy VIII, and it was a remaster where you got a slight upgrading graphics. Yeah. I would love to see a remake of Final Fantasy VIII and IX, personally. Um, yeah. This is going to annoy a lot of people. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII isn't my favourite Final Fantasy. Um you know, I've said it. It's, it's out there now. Well, um, yeah, that's, that, that's fair enough. I mean, I know, I know it's very loved. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not a, um, I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy, but I do, I do know it's very um, seven. It uh, holds a place in a lot of people's heart. But you say, yes, it's not, it's not your favorite then. So, so, so what, what, what would be out of the, out of the franchise? Um, my favorite game, one of my favorite games of all time, is Final Fantasy X. Um, but. Like just, I spent three hundred hours on the PlayStation Two just playing that game back in school. You know, you go home, play that game. Um, it had so many hours, but Final Fantasy Eight and Nine for me, um, I don't know. Final Fantasy Eight was one of those games where the story was—they're all different in their own right, which is that's why I love it. They're, they're, they're never the same. You may have the same like GFs or your monsters or Aeons, whatever you want to call them, depending on the the story. But it was—it's was more it had. A realistic kind of graphic to it, although it was like obviously pixelated back at the time, but a little bit more realism in eight. Um, but then I liked the creative spark with nine, uh, where they had a character called Sedane who um, had like a monkey tail. Um, seemed very silly, but kind of you know, it's nice to have that little bit of creative difference. Um, yeah, but the music in nine was what read uh, an eight has uh, sold it better for me than what seven did. Um, oh, as, well, okay. as well as the story so you really um, do love a soundtrack then yeah well back in school i uh i loved music so um i actually played piano so actually i'd play uh try to learn to play piano and keyboards some of the final fantasy musics oh cool um so that's why it kind of like for me held hold more holds more value um but yeah if it's, i said you just kind of get lost in it you know there's, um, I was saying to someone the other day, um, so I'm a massive Dragon Ball uh, fan, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And um, so if I play a fight, if usually if I'm playing Dragon Ball Z or a game, I actually put Spotify on and just play some uh, Dragon Ball Z music. Because oh, nice. it, it kind of just that way, it kind of just, I don't know, it's, um, you know, you kind of yeah. play, the, play the game and, you know, growing up listen, watching the anime, you kind of, oh, you know. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like actually the part of the battle, kind of you're in control of that battle while you you know facing Freezer and you've got the intense music on. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, um, I've got a few friends uh, who we play D and D, yeah. and um, whenever we play D and D, uh, and Dylan, who's um, usually the dungeon master, he'll put some like um, Skyrim music on in the background just as things get intense. And it's like, oh yeah, this, this, this you know this is what's selling it, you know. You know, you got yeah. the, you got you got the story, the, the you know the, the everything you're going through. But again, it's that music. Oh God, guys, this is really heating up. It's heating up. Oh, it's getting you know. And yeah, yeah for me, it's hugely important. Of course, it's creating that theatre, um, especially with something like D and D. You know, if you've got some, you get some music involved. <coughs> it's only going to make things better, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's what you know. You sell it. You want to sell the the whole experience really um hence what you know as you said with theater it's everything that that's the experience that you want that's what you're going to get and what you pay for yeah definitely nice um question eight how do you think uh, video games will change in 20 years 
I hate to say it, I think loot boxes are going to ruin games and it's just going to get, for me, that's what's going to no, get, really. you know, you can, you, can all, you can already see it's happening in so many games. Yeah, but it's so like instantly hated. It can't, it will, I don't know, I think people would just not play games if that was the case. I think that there's 20 years. I think they're going to ease, they'll, they'll start like implementing. You probably won't even realize it's like, oh, well, here's another loot box. But, like, people just won't give it, they won't care as much. Where, like, oh, you know, used to it. Yeah, they've gotten used to it over the, it's like a, you know, slow exposure, isn't it? The more you get, yeah, something, the more that you're just going to accept it. And I, I feel like, I don't know, um, the graphics, we, you know, you look at 20 years, you're probably going to be, what, Gen 7, Gen 8, probably. Um, so yeah. you look at you look at game graphics, I mean, it's going to look as so real. But what, yeah. I, what, what I do fear is, and, you know, you'll look at a game and, you know, you're going for all these graphics, but it's just going to lack, um, lack a story or, um, you know, kind of stuff where... Um, touching on um, from what Mike said uh, in his podcast, like I like I like games at discs and you know we'll go to Metal Gear Solids where he said about Psycho Mantis. Now yeah. years ago that was a risk in itself in a game to okay well how to beat a boss let's take a controller out and put it into port two. You don't see that very often in games so of a game taking a risk or something so different and unique. And I think yeah. eventually that games are gonna games are gonna companies and developers are going to worry about taking risks with games even if it's with a story or anything because again there's going to go with okay well this is what the market wants not actually what we want as a company to sell a game yeah so uh, that's my worry it's going to feel like a sellout in a way Um, yeah completely understandable uh and i think uh i think with the way the world's going yeah i mean you know you you definitely could be right there yeah. Yes. I mean, if you look at, uh, I'll, I'll take an example for a game, and uh, we we talked about it at the start. We, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, such an iconic game, and you know they've in the in the years they've made some really great games. I mean, they've gone to three D. Um, so obviously, what they did so on the Dreamcast, um, Sonic Adventure One and Two. And they were great games, but then you look at you know how they kind of developed. It kind they kind of got worse. And yeah. for, for me, a great game. Um, I don't know if you guys have played uh, Sonic Mania. Um, yeah, uh, one. yeah um, I uh, I've um, seen it played, but I haven't uh, played it myself. Was it? There's one on PlayStation <clears throat> Plus that I had to go on. So yeah, it was on PlayStation Plus a while ago, um, but it's on the Switch as well, as well as on the Xbox. But what I liked about that game is they used um, so game levels from Sonic One, Two, Three, Sonic and Knuckles, um, but they they grew the levels, they, they expanded on it, so keeping the graphics still the same um, yeah. and the gameplay, but just added their own element and added that little bit more. So it was like a, a a remix, if you if you will, to the level. And that was such a unique twist where you kind of think, okay, they've just done that with the Sonic and they made an absolute belter of a game. And I think, you know, one of the, probably for me, one of the better Sonics that's been out for a long, long time. And sounds like like it's had some thought and consideration. Yeah. It was kind of like a nod to the fans as well. Um, And the fact they're talking about making a Sonic Mania 2. which I hope they do because you know this game was so good without make again without making it too complicated, um, yeah. while also again keep, uh, keeping it true to what the original game was. Uh, going on to the next question, uh, what game disappointed you the most? So this is where conflict comes in with uh, Mike. Uh, he in his guilty pleasure was the Avengers. I'm a massive superhero fan, and I thought the Avengers was such a letdown. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you could, we're going to have conflicts, you know, and everyone's going to have their own opinion, but just, yeah. I don't know. Is it because they don't have their own likeness? See, that, that... that didn't bother me. I mean, they, they, I think you kind of knew the game was going to be in trouble in the way with um, when they first showed the, the video, uh, the trailer to the game being made, it got so much heat for the look of the yeah. characters. So they then just changed the... They, design of the characters slightly which definitely didn't bother me but they spent i don't know for me square enix really 
let themselves down. It had so much potential. It, it just it seemed it seemed basic. Um, it seems it didn't grab me at all. I, I I kind of got I got bored of it pretty quickly, and you know I got excited thinking, oh my god, I get I'm gonna get to fly rounds like Iron Man or you know yeah. use Captain America, flung the shield around everywhere, or you know be four and you feel like I'm the the, the god of thunder, and she's like, eh, that's 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 all right, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what's next? <laughs> it must be a bit of a marmite thing. By the sounds of it. I think it is. Um, I mean, I was going to say, um, if it wasn't going to be Avengers, it was going to be Cyberpunk. Um, and the reason why I didn't say Cyberpunk is because it's still in its wrapper. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I don't like to read too much into, rev- into reviews, but... Hard to avoid that one. It, you know what it is? And the fact they, they sold it on the graphics of being so good, but then the graphics they actually showed, they lied to everyone saying, actually, yeah, this is for PS5 and the new Xbox. And you kind of think, you, it's like, what? You know, <laughs> but, you know, it, it was so glitchy. Uh, there were so many bugs. Um, so I thought, you know what, until everything's sorted, you can stay in its cupboards. Um, it's, it's kind of like uh, throwing Harry Potter and keeping it under the stairs. That's how bad. To... <laughs> That's how it kept think... him in, really. And that's how he's staying. But, um... Yeah, I think Justin's done the same, haven't you? No, I sent mine where it came. <laughs> oh, yeah, you sent it back. That's it. That's right. Yeah. I was going to, but I thought, you know what? One day, one day, I'm going to hold out hope that it's going to it's going to land on its feet. It's going to be like a no man's sky where, you know, the potential is out there. Yeah, and it's, like, it's, it's going to be like a fine wine and just get better and better. And like No Man's Sky is now the game that it should have been, but it's too little, too late. And there's other games that I'm playing that I can't fit in No Man's Sky. So I've said to my mate uh, Ash, who I work with, uh, I said, "Tell you what, mate, you can keep it. I'm not probably not going to play it because I've got I've, my backlog's just so big." I felt like I was missold on Cyberpunk. I hundred percent agree. Three penis size options and then make it <laughs> what is the point you have to go to a mirror just to, it's silly <laughs> i want to just walk around with a tiny penis <laughs> <laughs> that was the dream that was christmas day i've always wanted christmas. <laughs> For me, it's, it's it is like a it's like a Christmas day though. You expect you get in a PlayStation Four, or something, you open a box, and all you get is a thin lump of coal or something. You think, oh, surprise! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whole <laughs> year, come round December, letdown. Just you, you don't even find people tell you what a letdown is. You try not to believe it, and it's everywhere you look. This game is shit. It's whatever you play on, it's shit. Don't buy, don't buy. And I've pre-ordered it. For Sure though, it's it says a lot though when you look when you you look at a game and there, there's only two games that I've known that they've allowed refunds because the game was that shit on release <laughs> and that and that was Cyberpunk and WWE 2K21 where the outrage was just so bad it was you, you might as well just not bought the game out it was that terrible. What wow. was wrong with the WWE? Um, I think from day one it was just so it was so glitchy. I think you'd have a wrestling match, and all of a sudden your your character would end up stuck in the in the middle of the ring. Like <laughs> it's like it, literally like like the boogeyman's coming out the ring. But it said it's like a tease. Like no, actually, we're going to keep you there. Um, the graphics were poor. Um, there, there was a lot a lot of heat. I think um, that uh, yeah, they were offering refunds. Um, as it's, it's it's yeah, really it was really poorly received. I mean, they've got a new WWE game coming out. So I watched SummerSlam this weekend, and uh, yeah, I think that the, the main image is that you know it's WWE 2K22 rebuilt. So yeah. they know they've had to do something. They've got to done something special this yeah. time. You won't get another chance. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's it. It's you know you, you crap if you crap on the fans. You know yeah. you look at it as a wrestling terminology. If you take the, if you guys are wrestling fans, Shawn Michaels feed Bret Hart from SummerSlam. Um, Shawn Michaels, the, the screw job with Bret Hart. That guy got hated, like going into can- like Canada every single time because of the heat. You crap on the fans, a Canadian like that. And <laughs> that's pretty much what it's going to be like in a game. You, you know, you crap on the fans. They ain't going to come back. You know, you've got to do something substantial to, to bring, to reel them back in. 
what so did they 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 couldn't patch it or anything they couldn't like so it, with the original 2k21 they 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 just didn't even bother trying to trying to fix it i think they tried to fix a few things but it, it was just it was always one thing after another after another after another um yeah. people got fed up and just went just yeah. Give me my money back, yeah. And so, literally, so, and it's like Cyberbank, you know, you pay so, you pay for so much money. Do you know what? No, just just give me the money back. Last question: What's your favorite game of all time? <laughs> so I feel like you have to split it into genres, really. So I've got a fighting game, and it's hot. I couldn't choose between RPGs, really. Yeah. Uh, so fighting game, one of my favorite games is Soul Calibur One. Such a great fighting game, and just the, the facts. Yeah, there's a lot to do. I don't know if you guys played it. Um, but was it um, was it PS One or PS Two? It was Dreamcast originally. Oh my god! Was um, it, it was Dreamcast. Okay, it was. No, no I, I never had a Dreamcast. No, so like I wouldn't have wouldn't have played it. No. Um, so so when uh, friends come round, I'd have a few guys come round just to play that game as well. So it's kind of like you trade off of who you know who goes right. Okay, well they've got this game. Okay, we'll go to their house. And yeah, Soul Calibur One, it it stood out for me just again because um, you had Soul Blades that was originally on the PlayStation One. So the the difference of it of it was it had a story, whereas Soul Blades didn't really have a story. It was you know you had your arcade modes and then maybe uh, kind of like Tekken where you have yeah. you, you beat the boss at the end and then you get like a little video. Um, whereas Soul Calibur, you kind of had um, so you kind of go on a map. You'd fight, and you'd also get these new weapons that kind of came along as well. So um, some that would have like a poison kind of element, some that'd have a bit more of an attacking option, more defensive. Um, but they were so unique as well, and um, it kind of added where you look at the Soul Caliber games now, where you've got the good swords and you've got a bad sword. So you've got Soul Blades and Soul Caliber. Um, so it kind yeah. of really started to add up to the premise of the story that's been made now. Yeah, yeah. So you think you think hands down that's that's your favourite fighting game? Yeah, it, it just today. Um, I mean, if I'm going franchise, I'm going to say Mortal Kombat, um, just yeah. because Mortal Kombat has been a brilliant franchise. But consistency hasn't always been there. So, but but same for all kind of fighting games. But just Soul Calibur always stood out for me, um, and just started Soul Calibur One, Soul Calibur Two. And three were amazing, and that's when Soul Club Three is when they started to add the guest characters. Um, so like Soul Club, trying to think, it was Soul Club Two or Three, where it was on the game. Like each console had their own unique character. So like the GameCube had Link, and then the PlayStation would have like Hey Archie or something like that, and then so on. So I think it's really started to build on gaming franchise. I mean, Soul Calibur Four had Darth Vader and Yoda, so you know yeah. it's definitely getting better in the in the world of uh, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds very cool. Yeah, and then so what? What are some of you, of your other uh, genres? Um, so for RPG, Final Fantasy X, uh, we spoke about it before, and Fable Two. Um, yeah. So Final Fantasy X um, again, the story, the music, um, as I said. Um, back in school, um, you know, go to school, do the paper rounds, go home, play Final Fantasy X. And the game was huge. Um, you had so much to do if you wanted to get the ultimate weapons. Um, but if you played Ten, the the sphere grid was absolute, absolute humongous. Um, which the, the sphere grid kind of was your way of leveling up your characters. Whether okay. it was, whether it be you get more spells. Um, different kind of attributes, uh, higher HP, defense, uh, MP. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, every, every one of them um, was, was ridiculous. Um, you had to, sp- you literally did have to spend that much time to get, to try and complete the sphere grids. Um, but again, the story was amazing. Um, I mean, it's so, it's so good that straight away, as soon as it came onto the Switch, I bought it on the, the Switch. Just, just to add it to the collection. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, well, you get, you know, handheld. I, I take it um, um, it was just on, what before? PlayStation 2? So it's just PlayStation 2. So at the time, this is yeah. when um, Final Fantasy was still exclusive to the PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah, yeah. So I think it changed 
I think Final Fantasy XII might have been the last time it was exclu- originally exclusive on the PlayStation. Then thirteen came out, and that's when it went to Xbox as well. Nice, but yeah, so uh, that that was amazing. And Fable Two, um, what I liked about that game is an open kind of like an open world kind of like RPG, but you had some limits going round, but you could choose your own actions so you kind of you could become like a devil kind of character or you could become an angel depending on your deeds and that changed your whole personality very cool as, as well as your look and you know there's not many games that actually do that as such skyrim kind of does follow in that suit but you don't you don't turn evil it's the same character those people just won't know you'll maybe if you if you kill a citizen and you you might you'll have a rap sheet and you either have to fight the people or you pay your fine, go to jail. The fact Fable 2 had that creativity of choosing the good or bad, I kind of like some, you know, having choice kind of means a lot. Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when you, when you do follow a story and it's always set and, oh, you know, we'll play the good guys, you know, oh. how many times does it get a bit boring playing the good guys? Like, you know what? I'd love to play a bit of a bad guy for once. And just. <laughs> and, you know, people, people always ask the questions of uh, who, who's your favorite superhero? Or always get asked, but no one ever asks. Who's your favourite villain, or why? Yeah. You... And he's like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a plot twist. Like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villains, um, yeah, they get a bit looked over, don't they? They, you know, uh, it's always about the hero. The hero gets the spotlight. But as you said, there are some, there are some awesome uh, villains. Uh... Exactly. I mean, you look at look at the Joker from Batman, uh, Sephiroth, Final Fantasy, probably one of the best. Uh, to, you know even in the games to the best villains in a game that you could get um, yeah uh, uh, what in what, arkham arkham knight yeah um so yeah, yeah. The, jo- the joker was it played by mark howell i believe in that as well so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's a, well, he's a he's a brilliant voice actor he does so much uh, voice acting work doesn't he um, yeah he's it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing um you know you kind of look at him and you know you if you look at him in person you know he's always he's always going to be to us like us nerds geeks luke skywalker but then if you don't see it if you don't see him in in the flesh you kind of think oh yeah it's a joker actually <laughs> and it's that sick the sadistic kind of laugh he can do as well and you kind of think oh yeah that does gives you the chills yeah. a little bit uh yeah any more honorable mentions uh honorable mentions um I've said it before metal gear solids just you know yeah. um just for the time it was you know that you know you look at the the story the the, co- the codex, uh, how you kind of speak for, as you go through the game. Something so simple and elegant of changing that controller and pulling it into port two so you can actually finish the game. Uh, well, yeah. finish Psychomatics, you know. It, it's just so smart. Cool. It is. Yeah. And I don't I mean, think there's, so cool. there's never been a game that's done anything like that, that that I can think of. No, no, I can't. I mean, like when... Um... We were told the other day. I will. It, it blew my mind. I just thought that's just so cool. Uh, just that's just really getting into the to the gamer's head, and you know, it's you know, it it's the game. It's the game playing you, isn't it? You know, it's a it's an awesome thing. Yeah, and, and same. Considering that was in the nineties, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought ahead. that that yeah, way ahead of its time. Um, way ahead of its time. Yeah, but yeah, other well, honourable mentions. Um, Legend of Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time, and Wind Waker. So for me, two of the best Zeldas I've ever played. I know Breath yeah. of the Wild is up there, but you still cannot beat Ocarina of Time, no matter how many times you play it. Uh, I'd imagine, I'd imagine that's going to be said quite, quite a few times uh, by by quite a few people. Yeah, it, it really is uh, in the hearts of a lot of people that game. Uh, it, it, it did so, it did so well. Um, uh, well, both did. did you say? Did you say? Um, oh, uh, Wind Waker. Didn't Wind, you? Waker, Wind Waker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. The route that that took and the the, um, the graphics, uh, the fact you know what a risk to take that we're going to go yeah. cell shaded. Yeah. Um, and it, it looked so. It did, and it worked so beautifully. Um, yeah. And the fact, the fact, I think you know, kind of had that little bit more of an open world element as well. Um, you know, you could go in your boat and sail in your boat as well as kind of run around that little bit as well. Um, I don't, yeah, it's, so, you know, I think us, all Zelda fans are waiting, are we going to get a Zelda 35th edition um, like Mario? Um, it's got to be done. It has to be done. It's got to be done, and it's got to be in there. That and Twilight Princess have got to be in the mix. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll be in the top 10 
best selling Switch games before you know it. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many people will get it. Um, I mean, it, 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 it would be nice to see a um, online Nintendo uh, maybe maybe start introducing some 64 games, have, a, have an online 64. You, you know what I mean? Because they, yeah. they've got... They've got the snares and they've got and they've got the Nintendo Entertainment System. Surely, uh, sh- surely the console's uh, more than capable of 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 going up to you know almost. Um, uh, I know they're port- porting a lot over from the Wii U, but you could probably go up the Wii games, get some classic Wii games on there. But you know, this is I'd... this is it, and I think you know ev- everyone's crying out for it. You know, they've done the SNES Classic console. They're asking for the N64 mini console. So if if they're not going to do that, you know, put some games on the store because for me, the N64 was one of the best consoles played, just for iconic games back then. Um, yeah, I mean Mario Golf, the original kind of for me, great game. <laughs> I remember yeah. playing that, um, you know, on the N64. But it, it you know, the graphics they right, they're not as great, but you know, to what the games are now. But you know, it's, it's that sentiment sentimental value the exactly. nostalgia that comes through you kind of think and you're going to play that probably more than games that you're going to play nowadays so yeah. you know you're going to get your money's worth definitely well chris it's been an absolute pleasure having you on uh some absolutely amazing uh great answers no thank you for having me guys it's been awesome yeah no. thanks chris it's been really good yeah fantastic oh all right chris well take care and uh yeah t- ho- hopefully talk to you again soon yeah take care guys cheers okay Cheers. And there we go. So that was Chris. Uh, Lovely to have him on. Uh, Very interesting answers. What did you think, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested in in an Avatar game. That might lend itself well, I think. Definitely. And uh, obviously Halo. Yeah, I think it's a matter of time just before there's a a big... uh, Halo film. There's a big Halo film. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Uh, But yeah, really lovely having him on. Uh, And um, if anybody's interested... uh, about GameSwap Shop UK, please go to GameSwapShopUK.com uh, to find out more information and to sign up and to get swapping and saving lots of money with thousands of UK-based trusted gamers. And uh, But yeah, um, other than that, uh, there's nothing left to do but for me and Justin to say goodbye and thank you for listening. So thanks, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye.